and I'm today here with Sabella. So introduce yourself. Hey, hi Florian. I'm Sabella from Spain. I've been working at Next Media Accelerator for the past two and a half years. And before that, I worked at a digital agency. I founded my own magazine. And um, I've been working also in several startups in Germany and in China. So I guess that's what I love doing, just working together with young, crazy entrepreneurs. That's my, yeah, what I can actually do good and enjoy. Awesome, awesome. So how did your startup career begin? That's funny because many people ask me, what did you study? That's the first thing they ask me. And I'm kind of ashamed to say, look, I did something totally different that has nothing to do with the startups because they think I maybe studied something related to entrepreneur, business, management, whatever. No, I didn't. I studied translation okay. in London. And it's funny because my first contact to startups, it was actually during an internship in China. So I went there and, uh, and I realized how cool it is working with a small team of international people looking for something new but having the same goals. And it was such a cool experience that since that, I was just thinking, okay, I, I can't do anything else. During my studies in London, my translation studies, I was forced to do an internship. And I went to work six months, three months for a very big uh, multinational doing translations. And I saw every day people crying in front of the computers, not meeting deadlines, super stressed out. And for me, that was the worst time, I promise. It was horrible. And I thought my working life would be like that. And I was so scared. I said, look, if this is working, <laughs> look, I'd rather work in a bar. But I don't want to work like that. This is horrible. It put me so down from the working environment that I said, never, ever. And when I had the chance to see how it works at a startup, I was like, oh, that's exactly what I want to do. So that's how I came up with the startup world. And I fell in love straight away. Awesome. So it sounds like kind of really interesting that like you did a, you like joined a startup in China. So what was the story about that? Like how you find a, a startup in China to join it? <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes it's karma or your destiny or whatever you call that the destiny puts you in the right place at the right time. So I was working in London for, you know, doing helping some guys doing marketing for events and, and some online campaigns. And suddenly something clicked inside me and I said, I need something else. Um, I need to change something now. So, you know, a really nice internet research. I want to go to China. What can you find? And come on there. Nowadays, so many opportunities to everyone who wants to try something new. So I just typed in China, internship, and then this company got in touch. We had an interview, and that's how I ended up here. So if people are scared of trying something new or going for new challenges, that's bullshit. Look, it's easy as that. In one week, I arranged everything. I left my flat in London. I packed everything, and I went to China. So you can do it if you want. And, yeah. That's awesome. Google is our friend. So. That's awesome. So how was it to be in, in China? Like a complete different culture? It was Even big. if you're, like, translator, like, you probably... Did you learn Chinese? I tried. Okay. It was fun. I was going to lessons. I learned the necessary to say no, please, and one of those. Okay. Going to restaurants is hard because, you know, everything is in Chinese. At least 
seven years ago when I was there, everything is very Chinese. I was in Beijing. Apparently, other con other countries, sorry, other cities are more international friendly. Beijing wasn't at that point, so I ended up in another world, and that's so much fun. Actually, since my experience in China, I started using my mix a lot. I'm yeah. moving my hands when talking. Actually, I use that a lot. I realize sometimes it's too much, but it's because I couldn't communicate. So then you learn how communications is that important. And actually, this internship I did, it was in a startup selling carbon credits. So okay. it was an environmental startup. And the startup was doing influencer marketing from a country where social media is forbidden. <laughs> so it was so cool to kind of, um, yeah, try to use different VAP, uh, VPNs, trying to get into social media accounts in a country where that's totally for, forbidden. And, um, and we tried to be the influencers of carbon credits so people find us through social media and end up buying stuff through us. And it was something that it, it didn't exist. So it, it was just so fun, so much fun to experiment that from, from zero to 100. So did you try to solve it in China? Or did you no, did you abroad. It abroad. So they were not allowed to, to access Facebook, but they needed to have Facebook to sell it outside of China. Yeah. So why did they base the company in China? Because my boss, a really great half Chinese, half Canadian entrepreneur, he sold his first company, okay. based in Beijing, of course. And um, then he decided just for fun, with the money I got, I'm going to start my second startup. And that's why he said, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to try out. After my internship, he offered me a job. Okay. Um, well, you know, I don't regret it, but I had to say no, because I was not made to stay in China. I, I liked it, it was a great experience, but that was it. And actually, I found out some years later he sold the company. So again, he, yeah, again. So he made a great it's job. A, yeah, that's that's like sounds like a challenge yourself, like to to go around the the big wall just to do your business. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, what happened after after that? What happened after after China? So love takes us somewhere to crazy places. So because of love, I ended up in Hamburg. Okay. I always wanted to live in Berlin. Yeah. When, when I thought about Germany, it was, oh my God, I want to go Berlin. It's the crazy creative place where I need to be. And um, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to give me one month. Let's see if I find something in, in Hamburg, I definitely stay. If after this month I find nothing, I'll go to Berlin. Okay. And I found something, so I had to stay. And I was in a startup. It was a mobile phone app to buy and get things with a discount. So I imagine you go to a closed shop, I take the app, I take a photo of whatever I would like to buy, and then I am given a countdown. Yeah. And after the countdown, I get either a discount or I try again, or you have today this free gift if you yeah. buy the product. So it was a strategy to make people stay more time in the shop and maybe find other things that they wanted to yeah. buy and yeah. kind of um, a tool to fight online, online shopping. Yeah. It was really interesting. I worked there one and a half years, and then the company bankrupt. Oh, what did you, like, what did you do first in the company? What was the job? I did communications and marketing for Spain, because ah. they already had this in Spain, and they needed yeah. someone to help them from the headquarter in Germany to run the operations with marketing and yeah. communications in Spain. Ah, OK. So what, what do you think was the main reason they went bankrupt. Well, I can tell you, we didn't receive investment on time. Okay. 
So we were always promised money from investors, money from investors will come, we're working on getting another round and the money never came. Okay. And one of the big mistakes, it was we had a very big team in many countries before we even had the German uh, market. Yeah. So they expanded already in Spain, Italy, Finland, and UK, and I think they even had campaigns somewhere in Australia. And I was like, man, you know, you just concentrate in this market, test it, and if it works, you expand. Yeah. But they, from my opinion, they just wanted to grow big too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they couldn't bring the revenue mm -hmm. on, and then it was over. Okay, cool. So what happened after that? And after that, I ah, oh, that was so crazy. That was an app, right? And I was so curious about how you build an app, a mobile app. I was like, wow, I want to learn that. So I, after that, I learned German. So during this one and a half and a years, I worked in Germany without even speaking a word. And I took this time to learn German, so I'm able to apply for another job with German. So I made a list of all the digital agencies in Hamburg yeah. actually building apps, mobile apps. Because I was curious, I just wanted to know how, how you develop an, an application. Yeah. So I went to my first interview and, and you know, it was so much fun. I said, look, I'm here because I'm curious. They actually invited me, you know, after the email, just saying, I'm curious. So, okay, so you, you applied as developer or you... I'm not a developer, look, I'm not a designer, but they... Because so I was just curious, curious. You said, I want they to come invited okay. me for a, for a, you know, just talk. And I said, look, I really want to learn how you develop an app, why you develop this and that, how you make certain choices in the app, why, how it works. But I, I cannot do anything. And yeah. they was like, yeah, but you know, we like you. You have a job from next week. <laughs> I was like, wow. So they hired you, okay. Yes, so I got <laughs> hired. I think it was this the second interview. The first one didn't go well. I mean, it was fine to meet them, but it was, that's it. And the second one, I got a job. So How you stayed positive for the second interview? Why you didn't got discouraged for the first, with the first interview? Because if you're curious and open-minded, you just keep on trying. And, you know, you're just curious. Actually, you are not, I was not prepared for a proper job interview. I just wanted to know hey, I want to speak to people and, and see what happens. Yeah. Being curious is great. I think it's one of the best things that you can have as human being because being curious can get you to places and make you start doing things. Cool. And that was great because I learned many things and many of the things I also put in practice today, I learned from that period of time working with people developing, developing webs and mobile apps. So what did you do then in the company? They hired you and what did you do? <laughs> I created my own role. So okay. I became visibility manager. What does it mean? Hey, I created it. Yeah, explain <laughs> so it. Usually companies have feel-good managers, like, you know, this new topic of someone taking care of the culture within yeah. the company, especially in ones where there are many developers and people that are, well, not that empathic and yeah. difficult to, you know, to understand. Yeah. And, and then they have the marketing or PR department or human resources. So if you put all together in one, then you create this new role. You're a person that you actually show to others that your company is cool, 
So we also call myself like living banner, Lebendiges banner. <laughs> so I'm just all around and I kind of represent the company, yeah. but I'm not, a, I'm not doing any press release. I'm not doing anything like that. I just organize little events at the company. I met cool people that could inspire my team. So I bring them over. I take care that my team is doing great. So meeting people, that kind of stuff. It was fun. It was a mixture of many things together but putting it under under your own name and umbrella, visibility. Yeah, so, so you like, yeah, you did kind of all things connected to social, not only mm -hmm. internally, also externally, and on like, okay. Exactly, I think it's social, you describe it very good. It could be from social media, writing posts, interviews to team members, organizing internal and external events. Did you, did you go like, uh, like the typical business question, did you got key performance indications, or did you got like, yeah, you should accomplish that and that, or you just did, 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 I and everyone was, was happy. I was given the freedom to create my own role within the company. That was pretty cool. What? I could <laughs> put my creativity into practice, and they allowed me to do whatever I wanted, and they trusted me. And that's right now, I mean, in every role and every position I had after, which is, for example, now at Next Media Accelerator, what I really appreciate is that people trust you and say, yeah. look, you're a creative person, we give you the freedom, to make it happen do it and you're like oh okay this is great no? and when a person really wants to make something and you trust them they will do something good cool cool so um i feel i think i was really lucky yeah it really is, lucky but like you yes and no because you tried like how many people would say no i don't many, go there because i many. don't know or like yeah you said i'm curious let's see what's happening exactly so being curious you know oh, it will cool. take you to places so uh how what was the next step after that after that i said guys thank you so much yeah. <laughs> i learned a lot i enjoyed but you know i'm curious so i had other ambitions and of course this is a little company at the end you know they could not give me more chances so I, I said I go and I go to found my own company and my own company is this magazine actually that was a project that was in my mind for a long time because living in Germany as a international person especially in Hamburg which is a city that is still not that international probably Berlin or many others uh, you are like okay I want to show people how international or how cool is Hamburg so let's do interviews to people from abroad and from Germans living in my city to show the others that we're actually a cool city and we do super interesting, fun things. So I left everything, quitted my job, and started running a crowdfunding campaign to get some money to make this project happen. And I made it. So I gathered through crowdfunding 5,000 euro yeah. so I could take the first prototype of this print magazine to, to the market. That was a really nice experience because then you learn the whole thing and it's an adventure. I have no money. I, God, I'm dying uh, ups and downs from one day to another. When you get good news, it's really good. When you get bad news, you are totally destroyed and you need to find a team. And then you realize, oh, why did I spend all my money in printing? This is bullshit. No one buys magazines anymore. And, you know, you learn a lot from, from making your own mistakes. But everyone should be allowed to learn by yeah. making mistakes. So you learned that like the printing, you didn't sold enough copies of the printing? Yeah, I mean, selling it was bullshit. No one, no one reads magazines anyway, nowadays. So 
still I didn't it's it's a huge business you need to have selling points you need yeah. to have partners delivery it's like wow how I'm gonna do that we're three people and we have no budget it's impossible and But during this time is how I came into next media accelerator they actually yeah. laugh at me like look we're here to save media companies from actually what you are doing which is trying to build a traditional magazine I think like, you're right yeah But did you do it? Did you publish the magazine? I published three times. Yeah, that's cool. Three times. That's awesome. And I tried everything. So selling it in, in private points. And once we went to uh, the kiosk in Hamburg. Yeah. I, you could find it in, I think, 25 kiosks in Hamburg. And the third time only at events. Like yeah. you can get the magazine only at our events. And, yeah. you know, that was already something. It was cool. Yeah. But you made it. That's cool. Hey, is it still running? Like we do interviews oh. and not frequently because it's kind of still a hobby. So we make no money with it, but it's still a really great excuse to meet interesting people. So it's really fun. So what is the name again? Gute Leute Magazine. Sehr gut. <laughs> so cool. And then after that, like, you came with this project to Next Media Accelerator. And um, so during this time, I've been going to every networking event in Hamburg, meeting many people. I mean, I guess that's about being curious and checking out what's going on. So every night here, there's a networking event related to whichever topic of your interest. So I met some really interesting ladies who actually suggested me, hey, let's do something together. Let's organize the first startup weekend women in Hamburg. Yeah. Only for women with crazy ideas, let's make this happen. And I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. So I joined the Orga and that was my first, the first almost hackathon that yeah. I organized, co-organized. And that was so much fun and I loved it. And that was like, wow, really cool. And, and during this time I met many people. So through connections, I ended up um, introduced to cover this role at Next Media Accelerator. So that's why I always believe networking is crucial. Yeah. Meeting people is crucial because at the end, they are the ones who are going to lead you to the right place. Yeah. Uh, introductions from others um, and endorsement is really important. Cool. So inside of Next Media Accelerator, you, you saw a lot of startups. Yeah. So what would be your analyze out from outside? What would be the main mistakes startups A Startups? Wow, startups love their products. Okay. And that's a big mistake because they're so in love with what they want to build, they don't realize it's the right thing that people want to have. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the most important thing. Even if you think about my own magazine, uh, my own product, I wanted to make it because I loved print. Yeah. And you know, it's a fetish to have at home some yeah. paper that looks very beautiful. But then you ask people, it's like, hey, do you buy magazines? No. Yeah. Never? No. Would you buy that? No. Why? Yeah. So it's really, I was building something for me. I was so just seeing my own stuff that I didn't care about asking people what they actually wanted. And I think that's the number one mistake, not knowing what people want and giving them the solutions. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's the number one mistake. Awesome. So what, did you, what do you do to educate yourself? Like, how do you invest in yourself? I mean, educating myself, self-learning. I taught everything myself. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, 
if I wanted to learn something, you find information online, you buy books, you meet people who know about the topic, you listen, you are like a little sponge. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you realize at one point, you know enough. And it's like, wow, awesome. You know, you, you can know a lot from the beginning. So it's just be, being patient and, and listening and listening and listening. And at one point, you will realize you have internalized it and you are able to actually know it and and help people again with what you've learned. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, what's your favorite book? Favorite book. So now I need to recognize, and uh, it's stupid, but I say I have no time to read novels or you know nice stories. I'm too busy. <laughs> that's only bullshit. But my favorite, my favorite books are uh, around the topic of public speaking. So I've got at home and here at the office, uh, like, you know, like, for example, this one, uh, TED, not TED books, how yeah. to, how to um, host a TED, TED public talk. Ah, okay. And so it's written by some of the trainers that train these people to, to run TED Talks. And okay, yeah. TED Speaks, and I love reading about them because they tell you how to create the best storytelling and how make people listen to you. And because that's one of the things that I want to do next, I want to be able to host a talk and inspire people. I, I, love, I love these books that, you, that actually teach you something. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Even though my next book will be the Somewheres and Anywheres, that's a, that's a book that was presented yesterday, but one of the guys at the hackathon, actually, I will tell you the exact name. <laughs> and that got me curious because, of course, getting to know the benefits about being European is amazing. Uh, it's actually called... The Road to Somewhere. From? By David Goodhart. Okay, cool. Goodhart, yeah. Awesome. And the TED Talk book is just TED Talk. How yeah, there's there are many. I have got like four or five. <laughs> so, so it's like a complete series. So. Yeah, yeah. And there are different trainers. And every trainer, I think they did different books. And uh, now I exactly don't remember which one I'm reading, which author. But I mean, I would recommend yeah, all of them. Because they have really, really good tips. And good. they put many examples about the stories of other successful people, and it's really interesting to learn yeah. and read. Yeah. So, what do you do to keep sanity, to relax, to get a alternative I, to work? I draw. I'm an artist. Okay. Uh, I paint, and I find they're my therapy to take out my stress and let it let it go. So I just go into my little atelier, get a canvas, and it's the best feeling of getting a white canvas in front of you and say, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Yeah. So I'm, I don't like drawing real things. I just get my colors and start getting crazy. And after that, it might be sometimes five minutes, sometimes one hour, and then you get away, and then you see what you draw, and you're like, oh God, I feel so relieved. It might look beautiful or shitty, but at the end, you feel good. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And people actually like the drawings. So look, it's perfect. Interesting. <laughs> I so, actually sold a couple. Oh, you sold them. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And um, the last question is, uh, if you could start again with 18-year-old, would you do something different? And what would you do different? The only thing I, I keep on saying to myself that I might, so I'd regret a little bit is studying translation because now that I come back, it's like, oh man, I could have studied 
you know, something more related to entrepreneurship or whatever that could have maybe helped me more now to understand the startup world. But I think it was too early, so there was nothing I could really study. Yeah. And by studying that in London, I had already the kind of the exposure to other cultures and other languages yeah. and meet people. So at the end, I think I found my way. And I would have regret a lot staying in, in Spain. Yeah. So I'm super happy I took that decision. My life would have been totally different. Probably I would have already two kids and <laughs> I would be a housewife. Uh, hey, not that that's bad, but it's definitely not for me. So um, no, I am actually really happy and I don't regret anything. I think you need to be sometimes really crazy and take really hard decisions. You won't regret them because it's fun. Yeah. And to be honest, I think uh, definitely with uh, entrepreneurship and especially with technology, um, they're so fast forward in development, it's more effective if you learn it from people or from yourself than in university. Because university is, again, they try to, f to teach you what they think, let's say, in the world. Okay, you're but right. like, especially like the comic theory and stuff like that, there's nothing to do how to build a startup. Mm -hmm. So that's another point where, you know, if you didn't study computer science or entrepreneurship or business, don't worry. Just go on and learn and be curious. Being curious. Be that's, curious. The, that's the motto. Awesome. So do you have something for the end? No, man. We just, we finished with being curious. I think that's the, that's that's the motto. Yes, that and that should be it. Awesome. I... Then thank you for, for being here. Thank you for listening, guys. See you next time. Yoo-hoo.